You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome yet again to another episode of your favorite sports betting show. That's right, it's time for the Degenerate Dungeon, brought to you by the Glass Cannon Network, where a couple bets are going to happen. Hopefully, there are a couple better bets from your boy this week, but we'll see. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Hollywood Hagen, going at it solo this week. We're not doing the live Twitch stream uh, that we normally do Wednesday evenings due to these Thanksgiving uh, holidays here. So just doing a, a quick um, podcast here to just get everybody, just first of all, get our bets on paper. Obviously, with all the football going through Thanksgiving Day, now Black Friday has a game. And of course, Sunday and Monday, there's a lot of football to be had. One of the best football weeks of the season. There's no way we're not putting some dough on it. So we're going to go forth and uh, make some picks. I got my boy Woodman sent in some picks of his of course, I'll relay those as we go, but uh, we will be live on Twitch for the Bagels and Locks Sunday morning, 10 a.m., and you know you can find that on twitch.tv slash GCN Employee Lounge. Find our Twitter, at GCN Sports. Uh, we're having some fun back and forth with some folks that are showing us some of their brews uh, that they're drinking, some, showing our, our, some of the picks they're hitting, little parlay skis. Uh, touchdown, Johns. We're having a blast, so let's keep up the chatter there. And hopefully we'll have a lot to chat about when it comes to success. NFL Week 12. Can you believe it already? Quick little weekly review for the Dungeon last week's podcast. I'm telling you, it's crazy the way some of these pay dirt props will pick us up when we're really down. We go one and three for our picks of the week. I goose egg it. Woody goes one and one. Uh, and then Pater prop, he's got Kyler Murray. I take CMC, first tidy score for a three-to-one piece. After all that not hitting uh, plays of the week, we're only down uh, one and a quarter unit for the show last week. Total for the show all season long right now, we're up plus five and three-quarters units. So we're ready to rock and roll and build that even more. Without further ado, and I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, I got to be honest with you, recording on like a, a early afternoon, I'm just running it through our, 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 our one quick program here. We don't really have the uh, drops and, and things of that nature. So I would love to have Ric Flair shout out me to get down to some business, but nevertheless, it is time to get down to business. Plays of the week style. Uh, like I mentioned, the Woodman is uh, sent in his three from overseas. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to the Woodman, and I hope he's enjoying it over in Rome, believe it or not. Send some pics, um, and I mean pictures, but here are his NFL Week 12 picks. And he sent three of these bad boys, so we actually just did it. Just pick three picks of any kind this week. Uh, the pay dirt prop is not going to be featured on this week. Uh, just none of us really cared to go look into a, a touchdown score this early. A lot of teams have practices still coming, a lot of practices uh, you never know what could happen. So, once again, shout out to at GCN Sports. Keep an eye on that, uh, the Twitter page, for any kind of activity we have leading into uh, the games and, and you know, touchdown-wise, prop-wise, parlay-wise, what have you. 
But Woody picked three, and I'll go through them rapid fire here real quick. He's going Giants, plus three and a half uh, at New England. And, I mean, this is just a dreck-ass game. There's a few of those this week, uh, and I'm actually going to feature one myself. But this Giants team coming off a victory in Washington. Then they go to New England, who is just, I mean, the, the Mac Jones this whole relationship is crumbling before everybody's eyes. Does Bailey Zappi come in if Mac Jones has one bad drive? Does Bill Belichick already know where he's going to be a coach and a GM next year? All of this hoopla around the team, all negative. He's like in the Giants getting over a field goal plus three and a half in New England. Don't know if I can blame him for that bad boy. Here's one that I don't know if you're going to be finding very many places, uh, but it kind of makes sense. He likes Jets, Dolphins, over 40 and a half points. A Jets line and an over. Uh, so a, a Jets are involved in a game that somebody's taking an over on. Who would have thought, especially now at like Tim Boyle or whatever the fuck his name is coming in, Zach Wilson ain't even playing. That's probably going to be better for the Jets. Every now and again that happens and the team plays better for this backup. Uh, not the whole game, but maybe a drive or two. Honestly, how many how many Jets points do you need in this game to hit this over? Uh, I know the Jets have a good D, but Buffalo showed you can go ahead and get at it every now and again, and the Jets' heads are down. They ain't feeling themselves at all. So I think the Dolphins go ahead, put up a ton of points here. I This is, you know, this is one of those, and I'm not going to speak for Woody, but I'm sure he would agree. Any given Sunday kind of deal, Dolphins could go ahead and put over 40 on their own. So I'm thinking if he thinks the Jets are going to get them, Anywhere between 10 to 17 points, this is hunky-dory time. So uh, Jets-Dolphins over 41, or I'm sorry, 40 and a half points for the Woodman. It's his second pick. And lastly, he has the Broncos, minus one and a half. He had it at versus Cleveland. Uh, however, it's now minus two and a half. I'll, I'm going to give it for the show because at the time of recording, it moved, baby. It moved, as as Costanza would say. Minus two and a half, we'll give them on the show. Sorry, Woody. We got to hold it true to our to our peeps out there, all the Dungeoners. Uh, Broncos minus two and a half versus Cleveland. Broncos coming off of some momentum here. They're finding themselves a little bit. Um, you know, I don't really have much to say about it. It's kind of like one that I'm just not interested in any in, in any facet. So giddy up to him, though. He likes Broncos minus two and a half. I'm sure I could figure out reasoning for that. Uh, but like I said, this is a stay away game for me personally. Giants plus three and a half at New England. Jets, Dolphins over 40 and a half. Broncos minus two and a half versus the Browns. So that's the Woody Slate for NFL Week 12. Hopefully him going one for one last week starts spurring, spurring, making that dough for him. You know, get those wheels turning and finally catch grip and just start running like crazy with the dough. Right to the bank, Woody. Let's go. We need you. We're going to have a good week. And I'm going to have a good week because I got these guys right now as my first pick of the week. And, you know, once again, I think I might be siding public here. I might be on the public side of things here a little bit, but I don't care. You saw what it's done for me so far this year. Uh, even with a bad week, an 0-2 week in picks of the week. I'm 16-5-1, almost 11 units up of the year. And I didn't do it just saying, oh, you know what? The public is on that team. I, I, I got I to gotta find a reason to get away from that. Uh-uh. It's not how it works, okay? Your boy is taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus 9.5 in Vegas. And I guess I haven't learned my lesson when trying to lay big spreads after last week's with the Miami game. But how do I not take this one and run right now? I'll tell you what, the Dolphins, to me, last week, 
The Cowboys-Panthers spread, yeah, my bad. But the Miami pick last week was the correct pick. It was, man. Like, that between Tua fumbling immediately and just some bad, bad luck, a bunch of field goals, Miami was – I would make that bet again all day. But nevertheless, when it comes to this game and a bigger spread, I know the trends with Mahomes when giving up a lot of points. It's not good. You know, but, but guess what? Mahomes, when laying three or under, was like 20-something and one over his career. And what happened last night? Birds come in, make that 20-something and two now because the birds go ahead and beat the Chiefs while they were uh, – Chiefs were minus two and a half. It's, it's any given game in the NFL, boys and girls, you know? And, 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 and that game bucked that trend, what the Eagles just did. So, I, But the, here's the one thing I came away from that Eagles-Kansas City game. And believe me. I'm recording this, what, a mere, you know, 12 hours after it happened. It is fresh in my noggin. And the one thing that I came across or I came away with more than anything else in that game is holy fucking Moses. The Casey defense is him, baby. I mean, it is legit. They are suffocating. They're agile. Their protection schemes are on point. And that was with that, without their best player on D and one of the best linebackers in football, Nick Bolton, Steve Spagnuolo really has done an incredible job as defensive coordinator. And now this Chiefs team that is perceived by the general public football fans to be so infallible because that's just how the Chiefs, you know, are, are, are it's their stigma for people who just know football, don't look into the gambling side or the, don't even care about standings. They just, oh, the Chiefs are the best team, right? Well, now they just lost a heartbreaker at home and they're no longer the top seed in the AFC. And they got smoke shooting out their nostrils because of all this on the way to Vegas. So, yeah, I'm picking on Vegas again. I don't care how many damn Cuban cigars Max Crosby has special ordered for the post-game smokeout. All right? It's not going to be a merry post-game smokeout this time around. To me, the Chiefs are still in control of, of their division by far. Uh, but you know how much they want that top dog spot in the conference. And they just lost it. Ravens are sitting there a half game on them. Chiefs are not going to take the Raiders lightly. They won't sit happily with like a 14-point lead. It's going to be pedal to the metal for the KC Chiefs for four quarters in this bad boy. And with the defense that they're showing going up against the likes of Aiden O'Connell and, 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 and his group, I mean, I think it's going to get ugly. Chiefs by 20 in this one, but I'll play it safe and take that line minus nine and a half. I could see this getting bet one way or another. I guarantee you the Sharps are going to be on Vegas big time. But I, I, that's why I'll just take this at 9.5. Chiefs by double digits definitely for me because the money would sway this by the Sharps, but the amount of bets could sway it the other way by the public. Sweet spot minus 9.5. I just need double digits all day long. All right. Pick number two for me. It is, like I mentioned, there's some ugly games out there, and man, you know, it doesn't seem like it would be an ugly game just based on records or personnel, but now it, this is nasty cakes. Ready? Steelers at Bengals. Ugh. I heard you say it too with me. You did. You just went, oh, fuck. What? But you know what I'm doing on this? I'm doing what I should have did last week because something was hitting me over the head like crazy. I even said it on our Bagels and Locks show. However, I didn't put money on it at all. Sometimes when you get these totals that are so low, it's Vegas saying, like, guys, if we could make this lower, we would, but we just literally can't. You can't go into the fucking 20s as, for a total in, in an NFL game. But they would if they could. 
Like that Steelers-Browns game last week. I was like, man, I know it was 32 and a half, but still under. You know, I said it's going to hit under, but I don't know. I guess it's just too – now I learned my lesson. Nah, there's no too low. This is under 34 and a half all day, Steelers at Bengals. I know it's scary seeing such a low over under and taking the under. But what do you have to be scared about on this game? I mean, you have a totally anemic Pittsburgh offense who finally said sayonara to offensive coordinator Matt Canada about a year too late, by the way. But they haven't had a clue how to put together an, a, a press one impressive offensive drive all year. And now they're going to go to a new coordinator who, sure, I like they're going to have some fun new plays, some fun looks. They're going to be a little bit giddy. You know, the Steelers offense will, will be excited about trying to show off their new offense. But this is just coming a few days. This game's only happened a few days after, after this change. That's certainly not enough time to all of a sudden present like a well-seasoned, gelled game plan. They're going to have some fun stuff. They're going to get an idea of, of, of what's the future of this offense. But they're not going to have enough time to really, you know, totally conform to their new offensive coordinator's sights. They're, you know, they're learning. They're going to go work through this on the field for the first time in like an actual NFL game. So it's gotten, it got new direction coming. It's probably going to be for the better. But like I said, when you're going to be learning on the job, basically, you might get a banger here or there, like future first round fantasy draft pick Jalen Warren had last week in Cleveland, like a 75 yard to the house. That dude's a stud, by the way. But overall, it's process, right? This is going to take time. This offense is completely lost, and I can't imagine them peppering the scoreboard in any manner this Sunday. And then you say, yeah, but Hollywood, what about the Bengals? Like, well, the Bengals, Burrow is out for the season, and they have some cat named Jake Browning playing quarterback who looked awful coming in relief of Burrow after he got injured uh, at the game at the Ravens. And I ask you, what do you think the mentality is of this team right now? You think Jamar Chase, who's been pretty pedestrian this season in general, is going to get crazy hype for this matchup? How about Joe Mixon? Does he seem like the type of guy who is simply there for the love of the game? You know, going to go out there and make some noise. I don't care that you know we're not going to make the playoffs. We're you know I don't care that uh, we lost our starting quarterback. No, that cat seems like a you know what fucking bench me for this game. I'm not interested. Trey Hendrickson amazing talent, awesome on the D-line. But now he can't seem to get through a whole game without getting dinged up. You think he's going to be all amped up for this one? Out of the three I mentioned, he probably would get the most amped up because you're still looking to get at a quarterback. But I just think overall this is a divisional matchup between one team who presents absolutely no threat offensively, even when fully healthy, and another that has had its struggles for the majority of the season on offense and now has a no-name backup quarterback starting and an overall team mindset for the Bengals, I think, that's nearing E on the tank when it comes to confidence. So, I mean, I'd be shocked if this game gets anywhere near 40 points. Uh, 34 and a half, it's where it's at. I'll take the under. You know, once again, maybe this mirrors exactly what just happened with the Steelers and Browns. 27 total points, something like that. But... Uh, I wish I do wish it was 35 and a half just for like the 18 or just for the, the 17 marker there. But uh, but yeah, I'll take it and I'll run with it and I'll make some money. And then one last thing. This is Thanksgiving week. You know what I mean? And I don't think we've touched on on any of the Thanksgiving games yet. You know, so we got to do that. And for my last pick of the week, I'm going to make it a e super easy teasy. That's right. I'm going back to the well. 
I know the Bengals screwed us once again. Barrow injury screwed us. If if, if he's healthy, they'll go ahead and they'll cover that in the easy teasy hits last week. So I think I was on the right path. Let's do a Thanksgiving special. Super easy teasy. Three games on Thanksgiving. Three-legger easy teasy at plus 160. And here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're rolling. Packers at Lions. That line is plus seven for the Packers, minus seven and a half for the Lions. Let me tease that bad boy down. Of course, a, a normal teaser is what, what I'm doing here. Six points, you get to sway a line or a total. So give me six underneath that seven and a half, down to one and a half for the Lions. Basically saying Lions win by two, and we could be off to a good start. You know, this super easy teasy, it's going to hit, and I'm going to make it a Thanksgiving tradition every year. As a matter of fact, if I go ahead and listen back to our old shows, I bet I bet, um, I bet, bet it has been a lucrative day for me doing this exact thing. But, um, you know, Packers showed some life last week. Lions showed the opposite. But at the end of the game, they, they made it happen. For me, that makes this an easy choice. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? You said Packers good, Lions bad. Yeah, lock the Lions up minus one and a half all day. There's no way that a team as well-coached and amply stacked as Detroit comes out and lays an egg on this game. No way. They sneak by a shit-ass Bears team, and you think they're going to come out cold again to start the game like they did in that game? No way. Nope. No, they're going to start out hot. I'm looking at you, Jared Goff, by the way, trying to troll me with a million interceptions every week. I don't pick you. Well, that ain't happening again. I ain't going to pick you this week, Jared, because I think you guys come out steaming. Uh, Lions minus one and a half is the first leg of this, John. Now you got the Commanders and Cowboys. Lions at 11. Dallas laying 11 at home. Commanders coming to uh, Dallas. And here's the thing. I, I, I looked at the line and I got tempted. But I just got burned betting against Dallas. And Dallas just beat the shit out of, I forget which team it was two weeks ago. But they covered, like, Dallas had been covering double-digit lines. All day, our day. So I ain't messing with it. I would technically probably be on the commander side of things, but I'm not even going to pick it. And the reason why one one reason is w- with the line for at least Dallas' side, Dak Prescott's been really bad uh, covering on Thanksgiving, one and five in his career against the spread on Thanksgiving. So I, I but I ain't going to pull the trigger on Washington like that because Dallas has been playing so well. So to me, I go to the total. The over under looks to be something to have fun with. It's sitting at 48 and a half. You got a cat like Sam Howell leading the league in passing yardage and a Cowboys offense that is fire right now. Like, tease that shit down to 42 and a half all day and set yourself up for a nice money-making nightcap. So over 42 and a half on that second leg. Now let's make some money come, you know, uh, Seattle game here. Seattle hosting the 49ers. Let's pay it off in Seattle here. Um Niners now are everybody's favorite again. All of a sudden, they're back to being, you know, the, the the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Everyone thinks, oh, look out. 49ers are legit. They're real. Well, of course they are. But give it a week or two before people reroute their thoughts on them when, you know, Purdy has a shit game. And maybe after this game, who knows? But when it comes to a divisional game where the home team, a home team that has had one of the most well-renowned home field advantages in the league for years, and that home team's getting six points, Tease that shit up. And while Pete Carroll has come out saying Geno Smith is definitely playing in this game, I'm legit even fine. I, I mean this. I'm legit even fine if it was Drew Locke under center because it'll be a ton of points. You're going to tease this to 12 and a half for the Seahawks. 
but no matter who's playing QB, you'll they'll have a whole week to practice against uh, you know the the what they think the uh, San Fran game scheme is, and and they can prep correctly. And I I just think that Seattle plus twelve and a half at home. I don't even care who it is. It could be Birds. It could be the Chiefs. Uh, I'll, I'll take that all day. So, not to mention Seattle's coming off a choker in L.A. against the Rams. So you know how I dig. Uh, I dig on that. They're going to be pretty damn ticked off and ready to roll. I'm on board with the team who's only game one game behind San Fran in the West, um, and is getting twelve and a half points. You know, I mean, this is a big game for Seattle. They could literally tie up the NFC West with a W. Uh, so I'm happy to get twelve and a half, no matter who is under center. Easy teasy Thanksgiving special, super easy teasy, I should say. Lions minus one and a half. Washington, Dallas, over 42 and a half. Seattle Seahawks, plus 12 and a half. And you heard our earlier picks of the week, too. And that's going to do it for this abbreviated, yet poignant, and uh, uh, very rich. We're going to get rich on this show. Very rich show this week. Uh, I just spoke for like 20 minutes straight. And this bottle of water needs to get uh, hit right now. So giddy up to everybody that's rocked and rolled with us through this whole season so far. We've had our ups, a lot of ups. We've had some downs, but now we're going to sit down and eat some turkey, put a couple brews down the hatch. Yo, shout out to uh, Joey O'Brien of the Glass Cannon fame. He will be in my humble abode on Thanksgiving Day at GCN Sports on Twitter. If you want to follow that, uh, you'd probably find some fun content come Thursday. Uh, And of course, for the folks that may have just caught this pod for the first time, if you have yet to do so, please let somebody know. Uh, share the word or put a little rating on there. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, I think I'm going to start reading reviews on there too and see if we can give some shout-outs to those who leave a review. So if you've never actually written a review of the show, fuck yeah. How badass would that be? We would appreciate you big time. So everybody, have a very safe and amazing Thanksgiving holiday. I don't know why I said safe like it was fucking 4th of July, you know? Watch out. No fireworks this Thanksgiving, guys. All right? You can blow your hand off. Um, but I guess if you're deep frying a turkey, just, you know, wear gloves and don't go head first. Don't get too loaded around that boiling over pot. I'm leaving. I love you guys. Thank you so much. It's your boy Brian Hollywood Hagen saying peace out. We'll catch you next week on the Dungeon. Best of luck. Giddy up. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.